This week on Ultra 64, get into the zone, the nerds failing at basketball zone. Welcome to Ultra 64. I'm Steve, the basketball man. I'm here to play with my basketball plan. I'm gonna help the team, and I'm gonna play just like a dream all damn day. I'm Steve. Welcome. That's Welcome. my. That's that my. Was, that was good. That's a good you. intro. That's, rap. that's uh, the new theme song to sports. Yeah, we're gonna play that at the beginning of all of our sports <laughs> all episodes sports now. from now on. I'm Steve Gunley. Thank you I for joining. Am Sweet Georgia Brown, Woody Siskowski. <laughs> I'm Josiah Coolidge. I'm not here to play basketball. I'm just here to eat soft pretzels. <laughs> we I have saw- a guy walking around in my yeah. house. It's like pretzels. I just have a foam finger and drippy cheese. And- Get your pretzels, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish we had one of those foam fingers. It just said Ultra 64. Oh man, okay. No, so I, let's get let's on. Get that. some new let's, merch. Let's get any merch. We have no I was merch. Say, where's your store? Yeah, <laughs> I know. We got to set that is up. Is the soft pretzel a standby of the? What would you say is the definitive? Like I, I think of baseball food is like a cracker jack and a hot dog. And a hot dog right? Yeah. So what's the definitive basketball? Food? I think it's pretzel. I feel like it's pretzel and cheese or popcorn maybe. I've never, I've never been to a basketball game like in real life, like it's a high school Even basketball in school, games. Yeah. yeah, high school though. I've I've been to those, but never like a professional basketball game. So I, I don't know. Find the sounds of indoor basketball to be very unpleasant, like the constant oh. squeaking squeak, 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 squeak. and the echo. That's actually probably the thing I like the most about basketball. Really, I like the sounds. I like the 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 arena sounds, all the little. Jingles. The smell you just have an album of yeah. just like yeah. ambient basketball noises <laughs> at all times. That's, yeah. it. That's your white noise machine. That, that's, how, that's how I get through the, the sound of Jack Nicholson shuffling in his seat. And, <laughs> that yeah. was the sequel to Brian Emo's music for airports. <laughs> <laughs> music for basketball court. Yes. Music for basketball arenas. Also, well, I called him Brian Emo, which is oh Brian <laughs> Emo. See, I didn't, I didn't no. hear it. I, so I would, I would have corrected you had oh, I heard good. that. Obviously. Uh, so yeah, if you can't tell from uh, our rantings, we are talking. Is the cat in here being loud? Oh my god! Yeah, he was hiding under my chair. Uh, we didn't ignore, introduce him. Ignore here, I'll the ta- cat. I'll take him out. All right. So you, this you week, tell us what this podcast is about, Steve. We we play Nintendo sixty four games every week. We wrangle cats. Apparently, this is Ariana. Everybody, say hi, Ariana. No, oh, now no, you're she's quiet. Not going to say yeah, anything. Nothing to say. You have you have no go. radio presence, cat. Yeah, so uh, every week we play a different game from the N64 catalog, and this week our game was NBA in the Zone, and we lumped in three games, 98, 99, and 2000, because, of course, sports games have to have iterations every year. Uh, Well, first of all, uh, good to be back. Because, uh, you know, we've we've actually, I mean, it hasn't been a lapse for listeners, but we've actually been gone a while. Woody's been in New York. How it's was your true. trip? It was great. Um, I saw the many New York sites. I went to the Museum of Moving Image. I love that um, place. Which actually had an, ex- um, I was going to say exhibition, which I guess is accurate. Sure. Yeah. Um, on the history of sports video games. Really? Oh, yeah. So, That's crazy. Um, it was very timely. We played a game called... Um, Tennis for Two, which is um, from 1958, I believe. On the, the oscilloscope, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That we played was kind of a, uh, it was a reproduction of that, but it was interesting to see some of these very early sports games. It brought me back to the tennis episode where you were talking about the association between video game development and tennis. See, I'm telling it's you. It's true. Pong, you know, Pong and knockoffs of Pong were sort of the foundation. Yeah. Um, basketball's always been, basketball and video games don't have a great 
history. Um, they're they're not necessarily synonymous. I feel like it works a little better than football. Uh, maybe, still, but I don't it's know. It's got it's, a it's lot a of more... the same. It's got a lot of the same problems. I feel like football has that aspect of strategic depth of trying to choose a play and yeah. know what, predict what your opponent is going to choose. Whereas basketball has that same problem you were talking about of you don't really feel in control. Since yeah. you're one yeah. of the five players and all your team is just running around. Um, well, yeah, there's no seeming way to play defense at all other than well, hopping we'll, up and down. We will get to that. Yeah, uh, we've got some issues just, with that. I, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't but, seem to work well, in the game as well. Let's though. let's talk about like basketball as a sport. How do you guys feel about basketball as a sport? This is one of the more palatable ones for me. You know, uh, I'm a notorious sports hater. Uh, we've talked about this many times, but uh, I was very impressed by your good attitude, Steve. You really <laughs> no basketball. I kind of I kind of enjoy like. Uh, uh, like Woody has a game that goes, and I I didn't get to play once this summer. Like I was busy every single day. You were having it this summer, but last summer I played quite a bit, and it was a lot yeah. of fun. I'm not good at it, no, but it's fun. No, none of us are. That's, yeah, uh, that's what makes it fun is playing with people of your skill level. Exactly. And I I used to play like a little bit in junior high school. Me and my friends yep. like we we were trying to pay attention and play by the rules, and then after a little while we realized it's so much more fun just to kick the shit out of each other and just play ultimate like kind of like a, a live action. It was like a live action yeah. version of Bill Lambeer's combat. Basketball, you remember that? That's one of my favorite games to just generically reference as a random game. I love game, that. It's, it's the worst game. Basketball. Oh, it's so bad, but it's amazing. So, yeah, we would just beat the shit out of each other. So I never really improved my fundamentals that way. Sure. But I enjoyed it. Um, and I still uh, – I'll, I'll watch some of it on TV. Again, sports on TV are just an inscrutable ordeal for me. But uh, – I feel like with basketball, you kind of have to – and correct me if I'm wrong. If either of you are bigger sports fans than me on this, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you can skip the first three quarters of the game. Yes. Right? That, you that can't. That is my you, problem with basketball, I think. I, yeah. I think the fact that you could – Ignore yeah, that. You could, <laughs> the, the fact that, yeah, you don't really need to see anything but the last five minutes – or it's a blowout and you don't need to see it at all. Yeah. And then there's, you know, 80, 80 games a year, I think it is. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I know that you are very anti-football, Steve. But very. I will say that I think football is the best sport to watch on TV because the games have a sort of dramatic arc to them in the sense that you can tell when important moments are going to happen, such as one team being at the, near the end zone of the other team. Where in basketball, it's just such a constant running back and forth that the whole game looks the same. There's, uh, I could see that. I mean, in response to basketball being fun, I I could only retort with the uh, football being fun. Football being yeah. fun, yeah. That, you you that blew fart, your fart noise. Joke. That fart is. Uh, you were uh, prepping for the fart noise. I was prepping noise for the fart noise. About it. Yeah. I got real excited, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think basketball. Yeah, I'm not crazy about watching basketball. I do think it's yeah. a lot of fun to play. Um, yeah, it's you don't need too many people to go and throw it down on the court. Yeah, um, and when a bas- basketball video games when done right can be really really fun. But the games that I think of basketball video games as being done right are not simulation no. basketball games. The less, the less accurate, the better when NBA it comes to NBA Jam was a huge... I, I don't think there was very sort of a hugely successful basketball game until NBA Jam. Yeah. Um, which, I don't, should we get into well, let's, basketball video games a little bit or are we still dealing with the real thing? 
let's talk about the real thing a little bit because yeah. every time we introduce a sport, I have to go into the history of the sport and you, just be super what, extra about everything. That's why people listen to the podcast. Yeah, They're like, I want to learn yeah, about the history of basketball. Obviously, let me look up I, this Nintendo sixty four podcast. I just listen to all the facts and then I turn it off when you start talking about the video. I think that's a good I just idea. Hear random facts. You want about the facts? Yes, just the exactly. facts, ma'am. Yeah. So. Basketball is actually one of the more recent sports that we've talked about. Like, they, we can't go back to, like, feudal times and find a version where they're using severed heads and plague carts or something like that. Like, <laughs> this is fairly recent. This came, uh, was invented in 1891. And because I'm super extra, I looked up the oldest person alive to see if uh, there were people alive <laughs> as long as basketball. And uh, no, but it's close. The oldest person alive right now is Emma Moreno. She's an Italian woman. <laughs> About to celebrate. <laughs> I am telling you're learning something. She's about to celebrate her 119th birthday, which means she missed the invention of basketball by uh, nine or eight years. But, you know, almost, almost. Great. Her name is Emma. Emma Moreno. Happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday, Signora. Uh, so, basketball is another great gift from our neighbors to the north. Uh, its crea- creation is credited to a Canadian named James Naismith, who was uh, a coach working at the YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts. He invented the game when he was trying to come up with a rainy day activity to entertain his class. So he took two peach baskets, he nailed them on the runners above the doors on either side of the court, gave his players a soccer ball, and said, try and throw this into the peach basket. Um, I think after about a year or so, they developed the amazing innovation of cutting a hole in the bottom of the <laughs> so basket. They didn't have to- go up with a ladder and fish it they out. They were. They were doing that yeah. and they had like, they were building special sticks to like scoop it out of there and they're like, you know what, why don't we just cut a hole in it? Every, um, you know, growing up with Canadian television, they would have these like, special like Canadian history moments mm-hmm. like um, between your shows where they'd give like this two minute segment and one of them was about the invention of basketball. Was it? Okay, awesome. Yeah, and so it, it caught on really quickly. Um, it started spreading to colleges across the country. Both men's and women's teams were springing up on campuses all around the country. And uh, the game was added to the Olympics in 1936, which was played in Berlin. Of course, this is the same legendary Olympics where Jesse Owens won four gold medals under Hitler's nose and kind of threw his whole concept of white superiority under the bus. Uh, so the first professional league was called the Basketball Association of America, or BA, uh, <laughs> which came about in 1946. The first professional game was ever played was between the Toronto Huskies and the New York Knickerbockers uh, later that same year. So uh, the another league, the National Basketball League, formed later that year. And by 1949, the two leagues combined to become the NBA, which is as we know it today. So some of the major features of the game that we think of, like dribbling or like the signature orange ball, weren't introduced until like the 50s. Which just seems strange to me. Like, dribbling is such, like, an important part of the game, and it's just, like, that didn't come about till pretty late in the game. Yeah, I mean, everything, you know, everything has an evolution. It's like, yeah. there was no passing in football for, the you know, the first 20 or 30 years of the sport. Yeah, yeah, Whereas exactly. Now it's, that's everything. So, statistically, and I think in the hearts of many people, the best athlete to ever play the game was Michael Jordan. And I think we might as well talk about him, because as Woody pointed out, he's not in this game. I don't think he's in any of the basketball games we're going to be playing, because he was very... Well, both he was retired at this point, and he was very stingy with who got to use his license. Yeah, he is not in NBA Jam. Yeah, which is, would he, have been at the height of his career. What's the platforming game he made? It's like uh, uh, it's we, Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy Chaos City, in the Windy which City. is for Super Nintendo, and you can get different types of basketballs. 
You can get like a basketball with fire mm. and one that, that freezes people. It's not an awful game in the scope of awful it games. Kind of fun. It's, it's it's okay. It's not great. It's better it's than from, Shaq Fu. Oh, it's so much better than Shaq Fu. And yeah. it has not yet gotten an ironic sequel um, from this year. I kind of want to play that. I keep seeing that on sale, oh the Shaq Fu reboot for the Switch. It. I mean, maybe someday it's, if it's free. Uh, uh, this is a trend <coughs> that needs to stop. Yeah, is the ironic ironically shit? Yeah, yeah, ironically well, I mean, shit playing games. Watch yeah. out because they're doing Space Jam two now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about Space we will, Jam. We will. We right? will get into that in just a second. So uh, Michael Jordan is credited alongside Larry Bird and Magic Johnson for boosting the sport to its highest levels of popularity. This would be the late '80s and uh, early mid '90s. And I, I, that was kind of right around my formative, like, growing up years. So basketball was a big, big deal when I was a kid, and it was largely thanks to Michael Jordan. Uh, he had more sponsorships. Uh, he, he set records not only in the court but in the public eye because he had more sponsorships than any other athlete in history. And that contributed to his roughly $2 billion personal wealth today. Uh, however, within a few years, I think we may see LeBron James overtaking uh, Michael Jordan's title. He's already pretty close and uh it's also generally agreed upon that he's kind of a better person uh, michael, oh no michael jordan's yeah, kind michael of a Jordan famous asshole a no i didn't know that and yeah. i will say i i have some friends who are really into basketball and there's a lot of people that will say lebron is definitely better it's just like a respect thing where you can't really say it yet because like, he's still playing he's, he's still playing the which game which i think is yeah. interesting to see like to take that mantle from Michael Jordan. Like, that's... It's hard it's to think, insane. but I mean, I obviously, it's if like... It can, if it'll never truly be, you know... Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you you think of, like... I think most people, if you talk about baseball, they'll say... You say, uh, your, your knee-jerk re- reaction to who's the best player is Babe Ruth. Sure. Yeah. You know, and obviously, there's probably a million players better yes. than Babe Ruth. There might not be a million, Maybe Steve. not a million, but, you know, there might be a million players total in baseball history. Um, and they're all, right. so you heard it here, people. Babe Ruth, worst player in baseball history. Babe Ruth, hot yeah, garbage. I hope no 100-year-old Yankees fans hear this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Don't let the, Maria hear Who is the oldest Yankees fan still alive, Steve? Oh, I've got that right here. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, Michael Jordan these days, I think most people, if you see him in the news, it's because he's either a meme or he's crying in a meme, or he's uh, been shitty to someone, or he's addicted to gambling, or he's busted with infidelity again, or LeBron James is in the news recently uh, being attacked by President Trump because James is setting up, he's using his wealth to set up a not-for-profit school for inner-city youth, uh, the graduates of which will get a free ride at the University of Akron, uh, all out of LeBron's own pocket, which is pretty incredible. Uh, and also, he was very funny in the movie Trainwreck. Did you see that with Amy Schumer? He's uh, in there playing. I don't. I don't remember if he's playing himself. I think he might be, but he's like Bill Hader's best friend in that. And he's really funny. He's, he's got a, a likable presence. He's a good actor, you know. So uh, he's, which is why uh, Space Jam. We're back around to that. He is supposed to be the lead in the long rumored. I think Space it's been Jam announced. Too. I there's don't a, think it's rumored photo. anymore. I it's, think it's officially happening. Finally, yeah, uh, they've been talking about it for a while, but yeah, I do think it's officially happening. All right. So on that note, quick poll around the room. Yeah. Space Jam pro or con? Just the first uh, one. Con. 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 It's no good. Oh it's not no. Good. It's not good. You know what? Like, it's a movie I, I I've seen a lot. It's, it's, it's bad. It's really, it makes no sense. There's pacing issues. Bill Murray is sort of just in and out whenever he feels like it. It's, you know. I think the fact that it is the single longest commercial in human history, I think that's the big problem for me. Like, it is very much, although. What's it a commercial for, though? It's a, well, it's basically, it was based off the commercial from, uh, 
was a Reebok commercial with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan or, oh, I didn't or something know like that. that. Yeah. It was based off of like a 30 second TV spot and then they expanded it, but it's like nonstop product placement in that movie. Okay. Just keep well, I will say, it. and and this is adult Josiah saying, as a kid, I mean, it was, it was the greatest, I don't know. I don't know. If, did you hate it when you were a kid? I didn't hate it, but I also recognized it as not oh, being very I good. I, I think I was like, this is amazing. And I think I watched it, it I'm just again, like, was... I'm like, this is entertaining and like all my classmates seem to like it and this doesn't offend me horribly, so I'll watch it. It's it. I think it's created some wonderful lore. Um, I'm just going to put out a recommendation to you guys as huh. well as all the listeners to the lore to, podcast. Y- yes. well, yeah, to go on and uh, play the free the free game online. Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Oh yeah, uh, which is this sort of it's super this this sort of uh, tribute to Super Nintendo RPG where you play as Charles Barkley in the year I think 2055 in Neo Tokyo. Yep. And so the premise is during the Space Jam. Um, the, like the, the use the first Space Jam as kind of this marker of uh, for time, and like Charles Barkley got this sort of chaos basketball, which he dunked and set the world into this apocalypse. <laughs> and so now Michael Jordan is working for these police to like keep everyone repressed and keep this next chaos basketball out of the hands of Charles Barkley. And you play as Charles Barkley trying to set this things right. This seems like a dream that you had. No, <laughs> I, it is amazing. Like, it's real. I'm, it's I'm real. I'm very excited to it, check this it, out. It is really good. It's only it only takes about five hours for the game, and it's one of the the sequel to it is one of maybe the five things that I've kick kickstarted. Oh the sequel yeah, has yeah, not wow. come out yet, but. Or it, you I know, think, it may never. I think I kickstarted like four years ago. But <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I, I've heard of this for years. I never played it. Wonderful game. Uh, and I mean, you could also, while you're on the internet, you can go visit the Space Jam original website. I was just on that a week or two still ago. Up. Very cool. Oh, also more hype for the Space Jam theme song. Can we at least agree that the oh, Space the Jam theme, theme song, song is, is good? Spectacular. Danny DeVito does a great you. job. There are some parts of it that are great. It's just, it's Wait, long. what does Danny DeVito have to He's, do with the theme song? Oh, well, I was just saying there are parts Shut of the Shut up and jam do. if you want to slam. <laughs> Shut up and jam. That's my Danny DeVito. Please keep covering. <laughs> I just meant there are parts of that movie that I do like, oh, including okay. the theme song and Danny DeVito. But for the yeah. most part, but not together. Not together. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. I, would pay I believe that. I now, can now, fly. Now that is something I would kickstart. How about okay, Space Jam, Charlie? How about this Space Jam? But every character is Danny DeVito. Yes, anything. All about it. All about that life. Okay, so. Uh, all right, last couple of little fun facts that well, I'll quiz you guys. All right, so what do you think is the team that won the most championships ever? Boston Celtics. You got a guess, yourself? Oh, I really don't. I, uh, it's absolutely the Boston I'm, Celtics. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that you were the sports thing. Yeah, okay, that's very nice. Uh, they've won 17 times, including seven in a row between 1960 and 1966, which yeah, I still don't think has been time. broken. Uh, who has the highest career point total? What player? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Can I guess? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. My my basketball history is horrible. Oh, you're fired. Really you're know. no longer sports really desk consultant. It is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Man, you are two, two for two. two. For two. What he is scored, a basketball champion? He scored more than 38,000 points over his 20-year career. Uh, do you know the most points ever scored in a single game? Who who has that? Uh, that is Kobe, right, with 81? Did that mm, is, was it? I thought it was Michael Jordan, but it might be. You are both wrong on that. It is uh, Wilt Chamberlain oh. uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. He scored 100 points against oh, the Knicks wow. in a 1962 game. And uh, the team with the most consistent record, I won't quiz you on this, is just <laughs> the team with the most consistent record is Chicago Bulls. They've made it to the finals six times, and they've won the finals six times. Oh, wow. So, so whenever they make it, that's... Yeah. 
It's got to right. be a rough feeling if you're on the Chicago Bulls and you make it to the finals. You really don't want to drop the ball there. Yeah, God. Not yeah, that you would want to drop the ball anyway. Well, you're supposed to drop I, the ball, and then it comes back up. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, only drop yeah. it if it's going to bounce back. <laughs> All right, let's get into these games finally. I, we are taking longer and longer every episode to get to that. Well, I think we're getting game. more and more tired of playing these N64 yeah, games. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. So uh, let's start with our first one here. NBA In The Zone 98, released February 10th, 1998, published and developed by Konami. They've been popping up a lot lately. And uh, released on also released on PlayStation. Did Konami make a lot of sports games? I always associate them with stuff like Contra. I mean, I I I mean I, I think of them as like Blades of Steel on the NES, okay. Double Dribble. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they they they've done some sports games. They've got some good ones under their belt. Um, so in Japan, this series is known as NBA Power Dunkers, which implies kind of a more arcadey experience than I think the game delivers. And Australians and Europeans will also know this as NBA Pro. Power Dunkers is also the name of my donut franchise. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so what does it mean to be in the zone? What do you? All uh, well, right. to be okay. So in Webster's basketball. Dictionary defines being <laughs> okay. in the zone. Wow, you brought a dictionary. <laughs> as um, get you know, hitting enough baskets in a row to um, sort of get in a so I was going to describe it as getting in a zone okay. which is not a great method for describing generally not supposed to define yeah. things is, is having a state of heightened focus and awareness to be able to consistently drain shots and sort of it's like you it's things click for you um you know this might happen if you're playing the game Tempest or Robotron yeah, yeah. is things sort of click and start running at a slower pace and you sort of see the playing field better and Woody would know because he's always in the zone. Yeah, he's in the zone. He has a he has a timeshare in the zone. zone. I I looked into this because I wasn't sure like where this phrase came from. If this was like a, a basketball term that yeah. just kind of worked its way into history, and it's not. Uh, so the, I think the first use of it was in reference to a psychological concept called flow ah. that was uh, uh, kind of written about by a Hungarian psychologist in 1975 who has a name that's the craziest looking name I've never ever seen, and I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Um, so he he kind Wait, of started. Let me, does it on there? No, no, no. Oh, I was going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> it's like thirty letters long. Okay. I can't even do it. Uh, so he would originally started researching this after he observed uh, observed artists that got so absorbed in their work that the rest of the world just kind of disappeared, and it's kind of been ab- adopted into like sports psychology and things like that of just playing so well that everything's clicking for you. I and think like, it's also been adopted into general uh, psychology as like a mentality of what makes um, one happy and have yeah. a life worth living is not necessarily like doing things that it's not necessarily seeking out pleasurable things it's so much as trying to find things that put you in that zone of achieving flow yeah the, like, op- operating at your peak efficiency and mm-hmm. like yeah that that's what's satisfying yeah yeah absolutely and so i don't know yeah it, it is adopted in this so it's not a basketball term but we all learned a little something today it's and we, we, you know. very con- it was consistently used um in those arcade games like NBA Jam and NBA Hang Time, where you would make three baskets in a row and your character would get in the zone or on fire, as they put on that game. So what's the, the psychological concept of being on fire? Um, your arms catch a flame mm-hmm. and um, you shoot fireballs. You say flame on. Flame on, yeah. exactly. That was the whole premise of the human torch. Yes. I thought you were going to say human centipede for a second. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that is wrong. not the premise. That is of not the premise of that movie. You'd be surprised what the premise of that movie is. All right, so uh, NBA in the Zone 98 is actually the third game in the franchise. First two were uh, PS2 ex- or PS1 exclusives, and this is the first time the series used an actual athlete on the cover. Uh, before it was just a picture of like a basketball. Um, 
So the cover athlete, because it's a sports game, we have to talk about the cover athletes, mm-hmm. is Glenn Rice. Uh, Rice was a six foot eight forward and a three-time All-Star who played for six teams during his career. He was with the Charlotte Hornets at the time that this game was released, uh, but he's on the cover of the next game as well, and by that time he was with the Lakers. So two different guys. Uh, how so did he have? How did he end up being the one pick for two years in a row? Were they like, man, this guy is so iconic I on think this cover. Like, we need to have him back. I'm sure they this guy did a two-year is contract so for him, yeah. and they're okay. not going to pay again. That's the other question, again. yeah. I think he was crazy affordable. Uh, no, I don't know. He, he uh, had that sweet spot of like people kind of knowing who he was, but the license not and very he was, too much money. Yeah. He was a solid player. So like he had a career point total of around eighteen thousand, which is totally respectable. But it puts, higher than my career point total. It puts Kareem's accomplishment in uh, perspective too, because that's still twenty thousand shy of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's total. So. Uh, so he played from 1989 to 2004. Today he runs his own MMA company out of Miami called G-Force Fights. And uh, because it's sports, I have to look into any kind of scandals or anything like that. <laughs> it involves all the athletes. Uh, he was has one criminal charge. He was arrested for assault in 2008 after he went to visit his estranged wife and found a uh, naked man hiding in the closet that she was uh, having an affair with. And he beat the shit out of that guy. His wife, incidentally, Christy Rice, would later go on to star in The Real Housewives of Miami. Wow. I think for only as, one season. As his how as his wife in yeah. that show, or had they divorced at that time? I think they divorced at that time, but she was still living large off the settlement. I believe yeah. I, I could be wrong. I'm not a housewife head anymore. <laughs> that's what they call themselves, right? Yeah, you got to check out Steve's older podcast. That's for that. yeah. Check that out housewife. Like a very inappropriate. Oh movie, God, Steve. it does. Oh no, no, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Just check no. out Steve Guntley's housewife. No, ads. don't Google that. It's bad. <laughs> Otherwise, um, so I had a real hard time finding any information on this series, and so I was kind of prepared for it to be just one of those completely functional, generic sports games that just gets lost in the shuffle because it's it's fine, but everything else is better. And uh, I was kind of surprised that they are uh, pretty bad in pretty entertaining (laughs) ways. Um, All right, so we put, as it's safe to say, we have a lot of video game experience between us three, right? I think so. Like, we should be able to figure out a game pretty quick. You should be able to just pick it up and play it. Yeah, sort of the recurring theme for all three of these games was our inability to do very basic things in the game. Like, start the game. Yeah, and we were trying to play the three point competition, and we could not figure out how the menu worked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That took forever to figure out. We had to exit, go play a regular game, and then come back and try again. Because we kept trying to press start, but you have to, like, exit out and go down to the start button. Yeah. And, like, so in the gameplay, um... Yeah, it, I mean, they play, you know, what's your stand? What do you think makes a basketball game, like, special? What is the thing that, like, basketball has going for it that video games need to sort of lean into to give it its identity? For me, I think it's speed. I okay. think this the speed of it is uh, it can be really fun and uh, makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, I think, I think that you need to be able to actually control your I, I don't like that thing in some sports games where you're spinning in circles and so you're trying to turn around and shoot the right right spot and then you throw it and it throws out of bounds and I I really felt like there was no I had no clue the right way to pass or even just move down the court and that's such a simple I mean, you're right. We've played a lot of video games. We should probably be able to figure that out by now. And I was having serious trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the thing that makes basketball games pop is the showmanship. Oh, yeah. Of having interesting dribbles or dunks or something like that. 
And um, obviously that clicks with games like uh, NBA Jam or the NBA Street Series. Yeah. But I have never played a basketball sim game that has really much going for it at all. And, I would and, say the one that I've, I've played and enjoyed quite a bit, I had NBA 2K on the Dreamcast. Okay. Uh, it kind of came packed in with my system, but I still played it a lot and I enjoyed it. I think that one worked fine, and that was pretty much a straight-up sim. I think some of the newer NBA 2K ones are really solid. I've gotten really lost in the My Player mode where you, okay. you're you're depending on how well you play you get skill points and then you can use those on new dunks and new that kind of stuff is cool but yeah the problem with these games is that there seem to be no discernible difference between any of the players no and part of what i like about basketball or any sports game is i like having the player that has the star underneath him and you know like that's michael jordan or gary payton i can like do something really cool with him and they all seemed exactly the same yeah. the same speed and the same talent it was, it was, I don't know, there was no personality for any of these characters. Yeah, the first, so, okay, so NBA in the Zone 98 is really lacking in presentation. I mean, we have all your standard modes that you're going to find in all these sports games, an exhibition mode, a playoff mode, a season, an all-star game, and just, you know, I said, playoff, exhibition, and all-star, all the same mode, people. Same mode, like, exact they, same they, mode. They, they really mislead Um it's just like if you want to set up multiple teams for the playoffs or, you know, only play as the Stars and All-Star, but it's all the same basketball Well, All-Star is especially frustrating because it's like when there's no distinguishable difference between your players, mm-hmm. uh, then what's the point of having All-Star? What's the point of setting these aside? These are – they're all going to play the same no matter what you do. We, we just – it was a hilarious sight and a hilarious image to imagine the crowd – who have spent hundreds of dollars for their all-star game tickets. <laughs> and I believe at the end of the first quarter, our score was 2-2. Two to two, Or 2-1. Two 2-1. To two two to one. One. We got yeah. one free throw. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so... It was not great. The big problem, the big, big game-breaking problem when you talk about right off the bat is that uh, defense does not work at all in this game. Simply does not work. Not even just defense. You can't even follow the player with the ball. No. Like, like it, it's impossible. It is... Okay, we we tested this out. We're well, like, okay, I, I are you trying stand, to steal? I would stand in one place, and then one of you guys would come up and try to steal from me. Yeah, and you would and you would not steal, and then you would get a defensive foul. That's the only thing that would happen. You get a defensive foul, and that's it. Like you can't steal. We tried blocking, uh, and that doesn't work. You just kind of jump ineffectually, and like it doesn't. Nothing happens. So I mean, it's possible we were just playing it wrong. But I mean, we it really says tried. A button steal, and we were pressing that A button. We were jamming so, on that motherfucker, slamming and jamming, slamming, that A button. jamming, clamming, all of that. We were digging up clams on our controller. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Clam and Jam '98. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Clam '98. <laughs> anyway, so. I mean, that that kind of breaks the game in half, right? I mean, just the fact that, like, it's only an offensive game. Yeah, the offense isn't, like, it's fine, but there's nothing special there's not, about there's it. There's just not enough aspects of ways to sort of strategize to either, you know, ju- dribble the ball around the opposition or make some kind of cool alley-oop play or something well, no like one, that. no one feels like there's... It doesn't seem like there's any relationship between any of the players. In terms of, like, they're not aware of what the other... So it's just people running in circles all over the place. No one seems to be set up in the right spot to shoot it or, like, <coughs> prepared for a pass. Yeah. Everyone's just sprinting around. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what is even going on? It's crazy. It's... I don't know. I, I feel like that's... A problem. <laughs> it's a pretty insurmountable problem that this game has. It also um, brought, just as a reminder, um, 
how awkward the Nintendo 64 controller is. And this is something that I've been learning more and more as we played more and more games. It's like the games that were designed with the controller in mind, um, you know, like Super Mario 64 or maybe the Zelda game, something mm. like that. Um, it works fairly intuitively, but when you're playing this game that's been either ported from... Because this was on the PlayStation as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, designed for multiple systems. It's just so hard to know what button does anything. And I think yeah. the issue is the C buttons... Because they're all kind of at the same, they're exactly the same size and they're all kind of in the same spot. It's never intuitive what top C is going to do versus left C. And so I think like left C is switch player and like right C is dribble trick and you just can't remember any of this. Yeah, it's it's really awkward. And then uh, I had a lot of fun playing with the Z dash button, you know, and just running around a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that in more detail later. That's kind of all there is to say about 98, though. Like, it's just kind of a broken Very mess. Very bland. Yeah, it was bland. Yeah, the presentation is bland, and really the lack the lack of defense just sort of breaks the game. I, yeah. I did enjoy the difficulty uh, settings that you could either play, what was it? It chip? was enjoy, you could play enjoy. You could play yeah. enjoy or <laughs> super challenge, Super challenging <laughs> or exciting. Or clam jam. We, we settled on enjoy. Yeah. Yes. All right, so let's move on to the next one here. NBA in the Zone 98, released April 7th, 1990. Wait, or 99, I'm sorry, excuse me, 99. Uh, released April 7th, 1999. Again, same team, published and developed by Konami and also released on PlayStation. Uh, I think there's even less to say here than with the first one because, I mean, all the same features are there. The same cover athlete is there, except, as we said, he's a Laker now. Uh, the new addition here is the three-point shootout mode, mm-hmm. which, as we said, we struggled with the... Just menu. starting it. All right, let's try and break down this menu. So you select... You have to... We did a tournament mode because we were all trying to play. Yeah. So you have to select eight different players to play. Yeah. It brings up whether you want to randomly select them all or custom select them. And then you have to go down each one and select through a big menu. And then you have to exit out of the player select menu and scroll down to select three controllers and then go down to start and press A to start. Yeah. We kept trying to just select the players and press start on the controller. Which would and, have made sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It took us 10 minutes. We, we I don't were, think that's an exaggeration. We I think were, it took us 10 minutes. No, we were messing with it, and then Woody's just like, uh, you know what, let's just come back to this. Let's play the rest of the game for a little while. You know? uh, but, so, oh boy, was that three-point mode worth it. Oh, my yeah, I'm God. I'm so glad that we, we figured that one out. All right, so this free throw mechanic is this weird mess. Just, uh, you, you, you encounter this more yeah, than anybody. Explain like, this. <laughs> I I feel like I, I I felt like an idiot. You have to tap A over and over and over again you have to two get meters. a meter up. You have on a the vertical side. meter on the side. So if you tap A, that raises that meter. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's a side to side meter. Yeah. yeah. And you have to use the you have stick to hold down, down on the stick and up to actually throw the and ball. get that in the middle. So you have to get them both in the middle. Of the, even trying to describe it, I feel like I'm losing my mind. All right, no, I've I, never played. You have exactly to play right. Pe- people at home. Rubbing um, your stomach yeah. and patting your head at the same time. I- imagine throwing a basketball. How simple is that? It's pretty simple, right? Why is this so hard? Well, that's the thing is there's no, there's no reason why they couldn't just do, okay, you just use the stick, you go down and up. That's yeah. what they did for three-pointers. It didn't work that well, but at least we kind of knew what we were doing. Yeah, okay. When we finally got uh, the free-throw mode to work, it was kind of a nightmare um, because for me, I'm just like, all right, so you're supposed to pull – you press A to pick up a ball. Yeah. There's a little meter along the side There's that's no like – There's no meter in that mode. Well, it's not a meter. It's it's like a uh, – it's a meter that's marking your score. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you fill it up like a thermometer. And like uh, – 
you you have a couple of it racks seems of to basketballs. Go up to like a hundred on there, but it, most people are only there's, scoring. I think 10. there's some rule about most like people the scoring co- ten, right? Yeah. That's, that's or or in our case, two. three points or whatever. There's something uh, about that. Yeah. Okay. But you you pick up a basketball with A, and then you throw it by pressing back on the a, uh, analog stick, and uh, you're supposed to be able to aim somehow. Like I never I really figured out how to. Maybe it had to do like when you pull back and then you push forward, and if you angle your push forward a little bit, it might angle. But it's right. so precise and yeah. unforgiving; it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that works well. I've played modern basketball games where you're like, "That makes sense." This this analog stick actually goes up, but with the N64, no, it, it was like, "I'm not precision. doing anything different." Why is it? Like you guys got to play against each other in that mode. I got matched with the computerized Steve Nash. And I was getting obliterated. Like, I made it to all the way to the last basketball cart with zero points. Steve Nash had, like, 30 at this point. No, we only had, like, 12. 12 okay. It, it felt, felt like, like more. It felt like it was you a said night- it was flashbacks to your gym class nightmares. It was my nightmare logic. Yeah, it was. It was just like, yeah, this is when the coach used to, like, make me shoot free throws against somebody who actually knew how to play. Yeah, so I, I think I left that with one point. I think I did get one pity basket after a while. So, yeah, it's... All right, so uh, defense actually does work in this game. We got it to work. You still get a ridiculously high number of defensive fouls by trying to steal balls. Um, well, and I think something they added in the second one is that a lot of your computer players would make an effort to play defense, which I think is necessary. Because yeah. Because if they're all running around, there's no you can't stop anything. Was this the one where you messing with the camera angles? No, that was not that was until the, the third one. The presentation in this one is a lot stronger than '98. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more sa- like basketball sounds, like dun 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 dun, dun and um, stuff like that. You know those sounds that are in my brain. All that was yeah, the sound okay. of a basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah the sound and, of and more dribble. announcers and the characters. Uh, the players seemed bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, camera was a little more zoomed in. Um, I would say that's been kind of a hallmark of the Konami games we played on the N64 so far. They have very meaty character designs like uh even in uh what was the fighting deadly arts Mm -hmm. like they had some pretty substantial looking character models so they've got that going for them which is nice (laughs) that's their that's their uh motto konami (laughs) beefy men you want some meat on them bones you come to konami yes we're always clamming (laughs) (laughs) when we're not jamming uh yes so uh what else can we say about 99 i I think it played a little this is probably my favorite of the three i thought it was good it's the most functional the music was good and the announcer yelled yeah whenever you scored and you know (laughs) which is what you want from a supportive father (laughs) you know who i assume is in the booth thanks dad all right, let's move on to our uh, final game, NBA in the Zone 2000. Released February 18th, 2000. Same team, same platform, same rigmarole. Uh, the developers are trying to mix things up a little bit here. There's a couple new features, including a uh, well, three-point shootout comes back and the dunk slam dunk contest. And the cover athlete is finally different. This one is Marcus Camby. Uh, he played for seven teams over 17 seasons. He was with the Knicks at this time, uh, but he really distinguished himself later on with the Nuggets. Uh, and he's considered one of the best defensive players in NBA history. He was named Defensive Player of the Year for his 2006 season. So it's not a good franchise for him to be in. It is it's terrible. A, I was thinking of the irony franchise. of that. Oh, yeah. my God. So And he, he ranks 12th overall in history for overall blocks. So, like, he's a really strong defensive player. Uh, some minor personal scandals that aren't don't even seem like scandals anymore. He was arrested twice for marijuana possession. Uh, and I'm just like, you know what? I could walk to any location within half a mile of here. I have six dispensaries within a half mile walk of me. And it, yeah, so it, it makes me sad that people were arrested for that. Um, yeah, it's such a non-issue. And he was also in the news for some tragic reasons. Unfortunately, his mother and his two sisters were held hostage by a crazy person who uh, broke into their home and held them 
at knife point for eight uh, eight hours. Oh nine, man, eight, eight years. years. Eight years. God, that's horrible. It's a long time Back to hold up a knife. Yeah, so uh, that that was horrible. But uh, they made it out. They made it out. Uh, it, it wasn't good, but they made it out. Did he know? Did the did the knife wielding maniac know that it was Marcus Camby's house? It doesn't seem just, to be. I think I mean, it was just a random oh, that's assault. Fascinating, he wasn't, yeah. wasn't like well, he this wasn't the guy, guy will pay me to. He wasn't the guy with the 13 most block steals in NBA history. Yeah, yeah. Who's <laughs> like, you give me some of your steals. Oh, God. He's trying to steal steals. Uh, all right, so this game added more than 300 players, and it uh, nabbed the professional announcer from the Chicago Bulls to do the play-by-plays. And they also did a little bit of motion capture work to capture some of the specific character movements, now that you can really tell. Uh, all right, so... For new features on this, the dunk contest, I think, is some of the most unintentionally funny things we've seen on this show the entire time we've played it, because it is ridiculous. Okay, so I played as Detlef Schrempf, who uh, I only know because he's on Parks and Recreation a bunch of times, and he's really funny. Uh, and I was trying to... All right, so you, you you line up for your slam dunk contest. They don't give you controls or anything. You're just like, okay, let's figure this out. So I press B. I immediately jump in the air. It goes into slow motion. You're at the three-point line. I'm at the three-point line. It's in slow motion. Detlef Schrempf is stretched out to his max, and he just drops the ball on his own feet and lands back exactly where he started. End of Woody, Okay, then it's my turn. Yes. I, I'm like, okay, clearly pressing B didn't work for Steve. So I'm going to press A. So I press A a little bit, my character starts running, and I keep pressing A, and it runs faster, and I just run right through the through the bar behind the you net. You run into the pole. It was but my character just goes through it, and it just sort of fades out like he just sort of left the arena. I just kept thinking, like, if this was a real slam dunk contest that you were watching, and the first guy jumps in the air and drops the ball on his foot, and the second guy just runs into a post. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, this took us forever to figure I think Josiah was the first one who figured out, like, to... No, to... no, we never figured it out. Well, okay, we never got a basket, but Josiah figured out you can tap and then press B to jump. And, like, you can hang off the rim, but we never sunk a basket. Not once. No, but they did give us pity points, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, they gave us some I pity points. That, I don't know what the scoring metric is. I imagine it was, like, out of 100. Yeah. But I think that... We all won with a score around like thirteen. We just that was pretty good, generous points for just jumping. Yeah, we did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we played the dunk contest. I think we all we played it um, three three times. Three times. So yeah. that's nine dunks between us, and none of us were able to release the ball into the basket. No, no. I don't. This was so confusing and unintuitive. Like I kept thinking, like. All right, this is the same team that made International Track and Field, which we just played, and I, which a game I think was pretty good about explaining the rules of your little mini games. Mm-hmm. I feel like why couldn't we have that? Just like little button prompts, you know? Just like okay, drop, drop the ball now, you know? Do something like that. Well, and I will say, I have never. I every time I've played a basketball game, I'm like, I'm so excited for the dunk contest. It's like the coolest part of basketball, and I don't think I've ever played one. I mean, I played ones where I've gotten to dunk before, but I don't functional. think I've ever played one where I'm like, this was a good idea. I'm glad they do, made this. Do they still do? Do they do the thing in the game where you have to jump over a car? You know, I don't I've know if they do, before. but I would like. I would like that. that would, okay, you know, maybe they fun. can. They let's should... call Konami. Hello, Konami. We need a little, need a little DLC for ninety nine. You've got Konami. Yeah. We've got your beef. Hey guys, can you uh, please release DLC for this game that came out please, twenty please years a, ago? Please put a car in there. It would mean a lot. Hell yeah! Just hook up your sixty four DD and put in your Nintendo <laughs> Net Ethernet cartridge, and we'll have that right out to you. We're a barbecue place. 
So uh, the dunk contest, yeah, that was ridiculous, but that I kind of loved it for how stupid it was. Um, I feel like it would have felt like a major victory to get even one basket in, but we never did it. Yeah, we got close. Uh, so we played the game a little bit, and we actually figured out that we can turn down the defensive fouls. Like, we can't turn them off, but we can go into the rules. Turn them on a low. They were all set on high. No, so like, no you, we still did get a defensive foul. We still got one. 13 seconds after. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. It's like, what the fuck? But you have to work a little harder for it now. Uh, it used to be you, like, bump into them or sneeze or look at them funny. It's like, nope, nope, defensive foul. Um, so You know, maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe this was an era in basketball. Maybe Konami was making a statement and going, look... These players don't even get to play. You're calling too many mm. penalties, and that's that's probably what that was. There yeah. was an answer. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's completely. I, I I can't even fathom the ideas that went in behind this. It's like so. It's stealing is still extremely hard, uh, but it's doable. But uh, that, that, I guess that that's what I would say is the problem. It's very interesting. They need some sort of strategy mechanic for like where to time your steal. Yeah. Or some mechanic for how to dribble around the opponent. There's just nothing like that. So you're just sort of running back and forth and taking random shots. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when we played the baseball games, it was like, oh, we all get baseball and like we you press A to swing and cool, we hit a home run. And yeah. this, it was like. Awesome, we hit a jump shot once. Like, it, it was just so... There was no payoff for... No, there really wasn't. It all felt like kind of random There wasn't chance. even... I don't even remember any kind of, like, buzzer for making the shot or anything. There was no celebration. Pretty, yeah. There, I, this, so, 2000 had a hilarious... I don't know. We probably had the most fun playing 2000. Because it, I think at this point we'd given up, and we were just it, like, all right, so let's just mess with this broken-ass game as much as possible. The default camera was very close to us, and mm-hmm. it was... Um, you know, kind of nauseating, hard to see, and we're like, all right, we're going to make this worse. So we switched the camera to the follow mode, so every time you pass the ball to a player, the camera would, like, whip around <laughs> to follow that player. And the turbo in this game, you would press Z to oh turbo. It was five times the speed And of your, your character would just <laughs> rocket forward in completely unnatural speeds. It, it was like watching spiders. I barreled right <laughs> off the court at one point. Like, I just ran right out of bounds. Oh, that was a creepy image, Josiah. Like, when you look at a spider yeah, and then and it like runs away really fast. that's what was happening yeah. yeah that spider pressed that was Z. very alarming i did not care i, mean, I, mean, I liked it but i if i saw that imagine seeing that in real life if, a human being playing basketball and a with, second later they're across the court <laughs> i mean i really if somebody out there has the uh capacity and the know-how to do this i really want to see footage of this game re-edited to yakety sax and just <laughs> like it's it's that fast it's that cartoonishly goofy level of fast but the game is still trying to be like this straight-faced basketball simulator. Like, if they leaned into how stupid that is, called it Turbo Boost, and gave them, like, Mercury wings on their feet, that would have been awesome. Uh, but they didn't do that. Marcus Camby's Turbo Boost B-Ball. <laughs> yes! Absolutely. No, Marcus Camby's Turbo Deuce Power Dunkers. Yes! Absolutely. Turbo Deuce, even. That turbo, yeah, like the, the Turbo Deuce. The Turbo Deuce. That is, a fem- that is the endorsed feminine product for this game. <laughs> Marcus Camby's Turbo Deuce. <laughs> I guess yeah. that would be the Turbo do you, turbo douche. Yes. There Sorry. you go. I, okay. I, 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 thought, I had to work through You know, we okay. got there eventually. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking. <laughs> I was like, wait, is, is pooping just a feminine thing? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll ask. Let's ask. We have clearly not read the same book, Steve. Female listeners, write in. Do yeah, you poop? Was doing some yeah. No, we have to ask our research. male listeners. <laughs> we know that females poop. I know I don't, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are up to. Um, yeah, okay. This, this was the one that we 
just kind of leaned in and accepted the goofiness. And I think, honestly, if I'm being real, this was my favorite just because of how god awful bad it was. <laughs> like this was a this was a good goofy good bad game. This keeps the same trend. Yeah, this is one of the few good bad games we played right up there with Mortal Kombat Mythology. Yeah, yeah. Zero. Um, is wasn't the NFL Quarterback Club 2000 like the worst one also? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just a bad year it's for a bad sports. Year. Yeah. Man, they couldn't get it together that year. Um, I just realized I didn't give you the uh, the list to look at. Let me let me grab that for you. Well, I don't remember. I guess on. they'll all go number one. They're all yeah, number one yeah. now. Actually, uh, I think this is the most fun we've ever had on this podcast. Oh, I, man. I still have fond memories of track and field. Oh, yeah, track was, and field was a blast, a yeah. I mean, so... I mean, do we have anything else we have to say about these games? Because I feel like we covered... No, you know, I mean, I don't... It's it's one of those things where you go back and play these games, and it's like, yeah, a, a basketball game from 20 years ago isn't good. Like, shocker. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, it I doesn't hold I up. Like, like, I was prepared. I, I feel like coming in and doing this podcast, I'm prepared for, like, I'm going to have some fun. Like, we had fun playing that baseball I fun, game. I, I don't yeah. think it's just that it's all... I, and even if you go back and play, you know, NBA Jam or whatever, like, those are fun games. Yeah. You should be able to figure it out a little bit. This was complicated and and not fun. You know, uh, I I had a goofy good time with them. I don't know where I would rank them just yet. I'll look at my list in a second. But, like, I don't know. I I had a goofy good time with it. Uh, It was broken as hell. um, But I I think just the fact that it was a good bad game, like... This was is how surprising you get to like sports is you just have to make a, a crazy zany well yeah <laughs> and I think maybe the fact that I just had no expectations for these going in I'm, I'm like okay well, we have to just play the most generic sports games ever made and the the fact that they're these goofy quirky barely functional little messes uh, kind of made it more endearing to me I think okay so I'll go we'll, we'll move on to the ranking yeah, so yeah every every episode we rank these games how many do we have now Steve we're in like oh, the God, 80s we're up or something. to 81 yeah soon to be 84 um, so I'm gonna put these games uh i mean what you said we had a good time playing them but i think if we had played them for much more than we did you would get sick of them really quick there's about in at most an hour of entertainment here um i'm gonna put them uh 63 and below which i think is above the nfl quarterback club games mm-hmm. they're definitely a little more fun than those fair, yeah um but just because ba- i think that basketball games are inherently a little more fun than football games because yeah. they don't quite have that barrier of entry and the slow pace exactly but they're still pretty bad games um so yeah at 63 i'll put um i think that 2000 was the best one yeah um and then i'll put 2003 and then 99 i have to put or 98 no sorry i'm confused like where are you going to 2003 no uh 99 was the best one okay the most functional one um, and then 2000, and then 98, because you couldn't steal, because there was no defense, that, was that such game a huge was problem. just bad. So I'll, that's where I'll put those. I'll, I'll mimic that. I think I put a little higher than you. I'm going to put them all underneath Extreme G2, uh, and I'm going to keep them all lumped together, but I will go 2000 is my favorite, as I said. It was just... The speed boost and the horrible dunk contest. It's so, it made me laugh. I yes. feel like you could get really drunk or no, high. No, you're right. All right. I'll, I'll and, reverse it. The dunk okay. contest, the ironic enjoyment of the dunk contest yes. does set that one over the top. Shrimp! And you shouldn't play any of these games, so you might as well have some goofy laughs at the horrible dunk exactly. contest. So, yeah, 2099 because it's the most borderline playable one of the series, and 98 is just kind of busted. Do you know what the dunk contest remind me of? Do you hmm. ever... I never remember... I can Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> I can never remember the game. You know that running simulation game that was on the keyboard? Quop. Quop. Yeah. Uh, the dunk contest where you would like... This. 
you would press like Q and R to like move your ankles, and then there was oh, another God. two to like move your thighs. Yeah, and you could like try to run a couple meters. Uh, it's kind of like uh, yes. it's like getting over it. It's yeah, like getting over. It, yeah, yeah. Um, the dunk contest kind of reminded me to me of that. A little it's, bit, yeah. It's like this really, I don't know, it's just this really intentionally frustrating You just laugh minigame. at the inability of these professional oh, players it, to do anything. Yeah, You get yeah. through it so fast that you're like, well, I obviously want to try that. Like, I could see getting trapped in that dunk contest for an hour and like, no, I have to figure this out. I have to I, dunk one basketball. Okay, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to play the dunk contest as a drinking game. Okay. That we we have to keep drinking. You guys Steve, can join me if you want. We have to keep drinking until we make a make shot. Make sure someone knows where you're at. And what you're <laughs> yes. up to Because I don't, I don't really want to hear the funeral episode. <laughs> it's just Woody. <laughs> hey guys, I got some bad news. This is really. You still play the theme song. Though. I want you. I want you to live stream my funeral on Twitch. In the we're we're in the zone. The Steve's funeral zone. <laughs> yes. All right, Josiah, where are you ranking these? You've, you've got a couple well, of Well, you list. know, so I was going to say, I was going to put 99 above 2000 as well, but uh, basketball is all about teams okay. and being a team player. So <laughs> I did have more fun playing 2000. I think 99 is a better game, but I would rather go back and play 2000. There you go. Slam dunk. So, um, yeah, it's going to go 2000, 99, 98. And they're going to go right below baseball and right above NFL. Perfect. I just grouped them all together because yeah, that's, that's the also not enough. It. That's also definitely like the way the ranking of actual sports goes: uh, baseball, <laughs> basketball, football, and then there's well, other... there's some debate there. But... Oh, oh no, none, none whatsoever. Uh, oh, a couple quick things before we wrap up today. Uh, I will just want to mention we have gotten a couple letters lately, and I have received them. People have sent them in. I haven't read them on the air just because. They're they're just like they're recommendations. Lewd. They're lewd and crude. Well, they, I would read those. No, they're just like recommendations and like links and stuff, like for for different things that we would like. Stephen um, writes in http <laughs> backslash www slash okay, read the whole thing. Yes, Ultra sixty four is a good podcast. <laughs> net. So thank you for sending those in. I'm sorry I didn't read them on air. There just wasn't really much to read, but uh, I do appreciate the links. Uh, I've gotten a couple cool like links to documentaries about speed running and stuff. That's oh on yeah, YouTube. I saw that link. Yeah, that they're, was they're really fun. Cool. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, I am a guest on another podcast. Uh, yes, I cheated on you guys. Uh, it's called Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. Uh, that my episode's coming out October 4th, so the, a couple days after this one. Can you spoil uh, right before what this bad movie you were on. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the host is uh, Megan Tripp and. Her specialty on that show is like bad, like lifetime original movies or Hallmark oh, original, nice. like basically bad romantic I'm, comedies. I'm very into this. Uh, my movie was uh, a Netflix original movie called When We First Met, uh, starring Adam Devine and Alexander Daddario. That was basically a Groundhog Day ripoff, and it's real bad. <laughs> and uh, it was hard to watch, but it was fun to be on the podcast. And uh, so that's out right now. Not another bad movie podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are out. Um, so next week, our episode is going to be our 50th episode. So we don't know what we're playing yet. Uh, as of this recording, our polls are still open. So uh, we will find out. I'll, I'll, I'll write the winner of the game in the liner notes on this because we don't know yet. And honestly, I'm not even comfortable making a prediction because it's real close between like four different games. Clearly, Buck Bumble is going to win. I mean, how could it not? <laughs> Buck Bumble's up there. It's the B movie of N64 games. <laughs> The highest honor one can bestow. Uh, so yeah, tune in next week, our 50th episode. We're going to be, whatever we're talking about, it's going to be big and it's going to be awesome. So tune into that episode. It's going to be so much fun. 
And uh, thank you, as always, to Josiah for stepping in and playing oh, sports you with know us. This is my favorite thing to do is come oh, do this podcast. We love I, having you, and man. And congrats on 50 episodes. Thank you it's so much. It's a spectacular podcast, and I actually do have it. I regularly listen to it. And, I'm glad. And, and I'm not, not just, just the ones you're on. you guys are my friends, no, which I've you. had to do. No, before. I think that you consciously <laughs> don't listen to ones you're on, right? Like, oh, you I absolutely li- refuse to listen to them. I did listen to, to one of them, and I was like, I, I can't do You this. have a delightful yeah. radio voice. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I'm you. just saying. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Tune in uh, next week, and uh, we'll see you then if you want to slam a jam a clamma. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, every one of these episodes end with us bewilderingly looking at Steve. Like, are we really going to end on that? Is that the last? Is that, thing that's yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the taste you want to leave in people's yeah. mouth. The horrible clam flavor. <laughs> All right, I'm still rolling. If you guys want to end it better, I mean, go ahead. I think that was a better ending. No, I think whenever we can, yeah, like, come on and slam, and said. welcome to the gym. Yeah, come it. on and slam, and welcome to the gym. That's really more Gilbert Gottfried, but whatever. I'll take it. All right, bye, everybody. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got a real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam Alright